Welcome to the next episode of the Forgotten Heroes. Um, Pat's back with me today, and we've got a great episode on the on the way there. We've got um, we're going back in time a bit, aren't we, Pat? We are, we are. We're going well back, long before our time, back into I think the seventies, eighties, if I'm not mistaken, possibly even earlier, with uh, our guest today, Tony Murray. Or Maza. Or Maza. So Maza was a junior league star back in his in his time. Uh, winning loads of premierships, playing in loads of comps, and I'm certain he's going to have a load of good stories for yeah. us to get stuck into. Buckle so. in for this one, because it's going to be a good one. Let's get going. Well, another week, another forgotten hero, and what a pleasure. We got uh, Tony Murray here today, and um, first of all, thanks for inviting us into your house, mate, and just as a back, he's, he's cooked his dinner already, so we're all yeah, cool. it's a good start. start. It's a good start. We so, might not rip at him so much today, yeah. so... Appreciate you having us over, mate. Then um, I'll kick it off. Where did it all start, mate? A young stuff growing up in uh, Monmora. Tell us about it. Well, uh, mate, yeah, well, yeah, mate, this is uh, back in the 60s. Monmora was only a very little town. It was a town built on uh, Bilton Monmora Power Station. That's what it was built on. And yeah. uh, it was a three horse town. And I was lucky enough to grow up there with. Uh, what, what do you mean a three horse town? <laughs> what's, a, what's a three horse town? Well, there's one up the road, <laughs> <laughs> one down the back, and one over the neighbours. That's where you got your three horses. Did you have a horse or no? No, no, no. no. <laughs> we, did, we did have cars back in the 60s. You know, yeah. They weren't real fast, but they were, we did have cars. Yeah. But it was a great place to grow up, and I wouldn't have swapped it for anything else. It was a, a, a lovely little community. We had a school. Of, when I started school, it was uh, 34 kids, and... Um, Six of them were my brothers and sisters, so it was uh, was a pretty pretty yeah. compact place. Uh, and we weren't the biggest family in town. There were two other families. Well, how, how many in your family? Uh, there's twelve of us, twelve kids. Yeah. 12 kids. Where do you fit? Yeah, no, I'm three from the bottom. Three from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, right, eh? One of the bottom rungs. Yeah. So were they all? Did everyone in family play sports or just you? No, no, not at all. No, no, we're we're a working family, so it was uh, only us. Lucky ones at the bottom, I suppose, that had mm-hmm. the opportunity to play sports. Uh, one of the older brothers, he uh, he played pretty good football in his day, but uh, different things changed in his life to stop him going to where he <laughs> never went anywhere either. So Maybe we might need to get him on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so growing up, was it uh, always rugby league for you? Was that your sport as a kid, or do you have other things? Oh, or? look, I never even knew what rugby league was till I was twelve. Oh, you right. know, um, Munmora didn't have any. Rugby league or, or junior sports at all, as far as that was concerned. And uh, uh, until I went to high school, we went to high school at Warren, which is thirty kilometres away from from Munmora. And uh, you know, I turned up there, and yeah. I said, "Geez, you're a big, buff-looking <laughs> bloke. How about having a game of footy?" And uh, as I said, make me first training session. I turned up with white socks, <laughs> white sand shoes, white shorts, and white t-shirts, and they bagged the shit out of me. So they would have gone down well, wouldn't it? That yeah. sounds like when you turned up in your soccer gear to rugby training. <laughs> About yeah, and uh, from there it developed, you know. Luckily, I was a big bastard back then, so I was... Uh, we, so were you playing for Munmora or Wild? No, I played for Wild. For Wild, yeah, right. Yeah, no, Munmora didn't have juniors, so I played for Wild all through my juniors. And uh, yeah, luckily I had another mate that lived up the road and his mum took us to and from training right. twice a week. Which was Where'd they stick you? They stick you straight in the forwards then? Or? Mate, straight in the front row. There was yeah. no other position <laughs> for me. Yeah, uh, I was a big, a big awkward-looking uh, kid. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's where I went over to front row and stayed there for a long time. So we've we've got here that you played in the sixty kilo 
age bracket. So you didn't have age groups back then? How'd that work? No, no, no. Like, uh, I got into, uh, it was year 11 at school, fifth year we used to be, and um, they had uh, two age groups to play for New South Wales. One was right. called the 60kg side, and the other one was open. So uh, you had to play, you know, 60kg. It didn't matter whether you were 30 or whether you were 15. If you were under 60 kgs, you could play in that side. Right. And uh, So you were the young bloke in the side? Uh, mate, I was 16 at the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. uh, yeah. Were you sitting close? That was a 60, were, you, were you one of the bigger boys in that 60 Yeah, I was there? a front rower. So, so. I made the, made the <laughs> yeah. side as a front rower. Yeah. But you can imagine we're all 60 kilos, and the halfback was fucking 60 kilos. <laughs> right, yeah. And that was the, that was, was that the New South Wales school side, was it? New South Wales, yeah, combined high school side. So that was your first taste of... Sort of yep. serious footy, really good, it. real good footy. Yeah, got to play with uh, mate. I remember Perry Hattie. Perry Hattie was before our time, mate. Yeah, mate. Well, uh, <laughs> mate, an entrance junior, but a St George legend, and okay. you know, uh, absolutely was a, was a great. He was our halfback in Woodbury. We we played a trial game against Mount Penang. Yeah, you know, Nang as we used to call them. They were the, <laughs> uh, the kids all locked up up the That's hill the at uh, yeah. Gosford. Yeah, and yeah. we played them in a trial game before we had a three test series against New Guinea. Oh sure. And, uh, uh, we had a trial game up at Na- up against the Nags, and, and uh, I still remember I was over on the front row. Curry was feeding the ball, fed the ball in. These boys went around and just jumped straight on his leg, broke his leg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, it was the first scrum in the match. It was just, <laughs> and so she was on from there on in, as you can imagine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, poor old Curry didn't have a. Good year, Could you go that far? Yeah. So you've said a couple of times, just for me and probably Brendan as well. A couple of times you played open side front row. Yeah. So now you just you two front rowers, right? What was open? What did you have back yeah. then? What was the difference? Yeah, well, open side's the side that the ball come in from. Because you used to push in scrums, right? Oh, of course, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah well, back when uh, footy was footy, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, like we used to used to pretty well. You had to control the front row. You had to control right. the ball, and the harder your head was, the better it was. And yeah. Yeah, you got a big head, so that works all, well. Yeah, it always did. Well. <laughs> all states was protect your hooker, you know, yeah. protect your hooker and everything, and that's what an oversight front rowers game was. Give him as much room as you could. Yeah, go in and smack the other bloke in the head and lift him up so we can see the ball when the ball comes. And in the they were feeding the ball in the middle then too, weren't they? Yeah, they had to feed it in yeah. the middle. Of the old ref. What out. was yeah? What what was the what was the going? Was it just all all rules, all bets are off kind of thing in the scrum? Like, oh, absolutely. The yeah. ball had to come in the middle, and the toughest. Scrum front yeah. won the game. Like you had three front rowers, they were the, they were the they were the main men in the team. If they didn't perform, you weren't going to win a game. Yeah. Yeah. Who the greats like Norm Private, like Arthur Beetson. Yeah, they're the blokes that set the set the realms in the in our rugby league was like you had to dominate. Yeah, it's a bit, di- bit different now, isn't it? The front row, they don't, oh, <laughs> they don't do it. Oh, I reckon now, <laughs> I reckon now, what they should do is sit down and play fucking drop the hanky. <laughs> So you go through the juniors down at Wyong and you finally can, because uh, there's more more of this, you can finally play the seniors there. So it's, we've got here starting second division. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, the Maulers back in them days had a Saturday comp side. Yep. I'd, uh, I was playing uh, juniors and Wyong was our overriding club. And uh, I wasn't allowed to play grade or, or second division until I was 17. Yeah. Uh, like it was, uh, you know, I trained with them from 15, 16, waiting to get me chance. Yeah, yeah. Played in the trials with them and, and finally got me run on in uh, in under 17. So I was lucky enough to play with, you know, Mun Moore on the Saturday and I used to play Wong on the Sunday. Yeah. You know, it was bloody terrific, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, you would have crossed paths then back back and forth, right? Oh, geez, yeah. yeah. yeah I, was, I was playing against, you know, my mentors. I was 
you know, second division was a Saturday comp where the footballers from the yesteryear all played and still wanted yeah. to keep playing and and us kids that had the opportunity to try and come through and make a, yeah. make something of ourselves, will we come through? And so, you know, at 17 years of age, I played in a grand final against Wild, Paul yeah. Munmora, yeah. and, cool. uh, you know, played against blokes that had coached me for years and years after. Yeah. And, uh, you know, absolutely me mentors that were, were the, you know, the the full scholars of the Wild Football Club. And, uh, it was such a privilege, you know, and, and, Mate, the great memories that I had the ability to play against them, and then believe it or not, on the Sunday we got beat. Yeah. <laughs> Warren Burns on oh, the Saturday, mate. yeah, yeah. Warren Burns on the Saturday, you know, nineteen seventy-eight it was, and uh, I was I was playing under 18s with Wong on the Sunday, and went out and played with Wong, yeah. and we beat. Oh, fucking error, I think it was on the Sunday, and, and we won the grand final on the Sunday. So I got beat by Long and Sandy and <laughs> won a grand final with them on a Sunday. That's a big weekend. Oh, was you had a big night. Yeah, straight <laughs> on the trip away with the mall and straight after the game. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I might have, we might have skipped ahead a little bit. Hmm. Um, is it around this time when you got your trial for St. George, or is this a little bit earlier? <clears throat> no, it was uh, just a year before. Okay. Uh, so when I played the New South Wales side. Right, so you went played New South Wales and then got your trial. Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, was lucky enough that our coach for the New South Wales side was a St. George, St. George bloke. Mm-hmm. So he offered us all train on... Uh, train on uh, roles with St George and, and trials yeah. uh, for the following year. Uh, and like I said, some of the blokes that went through, Steve Topper ended up captain in South Sydney for about six years. You know, Mark, uh, Mark, what was he going to beautiful bloke, mate. Cronulla, <laughs> uh, captain Cronulla for probably oh, so 10 years. Playing with some, with some big oh, names. Some, great, some yeah. great blokes, some best, best, blokes, yeah. you know, uh, and you know, it was funny that I was a front row, but we're all the same weight now. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it was uh, we could have all played in in any position. And, yeah. You know, after that, I stopped rowing, so we end up changing positions as well. Where'd you move yeah. to, mate? <laughs> well, later in life, when I was captain coach, I put myself in five eight no. positions. <laughs> Because it was a place that you could you could uh, you could play a good game and still be involved there too. Without doing yeah. that's what I did. Uh, but uh, uh, when I wasn't allowed to select where I wanted to go, I ended up being a hooker. So yeah, okay. back in the front row, and then, <laughs> with me mates up the front. So. And so the trial didn't work out for you. You didn't get didn't get uh, selected. Not that it didn't work out. It was uh, you know back in the back in the seventies, the uh, the old man made it very clear. Um, <laughs> That were what I was supposed to do, and uh, like I said, I was one of a lot of young kids, yeah. and uh, you know, I got an apprenticeship down there. They give me an apprenticeship oh, yeah. uh, with um, oh, some company changing the you know the streetlight. Yeah, it was a streetlight street guy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the old man said, "Mate, there is no way my son's going to Sydney to change street bulbs. He'll stay here and get a real job around the coast, and uh, oh. you'll never know. You'll." He, Famous words were, you'll never make enough money out of football to pay for your life. <laughs> and look, honestly, boys, and at that stage and at that era, he was probably right. What were they getting paid back then, do you know? Oh, not, you know, 200 bucks a game, 300 bucks like a game. Like for NRL game. stars? Yeah, yeah, well, it was ARL. ARL, yeah. But, you know, lucky to be a 1,000 bucks a game for the, for the top players. So there was no, everyone was still working, right? There was no... That's right. Everybody still trained to yeah. work, you know, everybody had a job yeah. on the side and, and you had to do that to... to 
Stay in the game. Stay alive, yeah. Yeah. No, so how, how how long were you since that, doing that? Was that period for at St George where they gave you a chance to? I did a twelve months. Twelve months. Yeah. You, you only got the first initial go at it all. If you didn't take it, you never give me. So you'd go up and down from from here from Mamora. Yeah, down, down there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How many nights a week were you doing that? Yeah, no, three three days yeah, a week. Yeah, went down there and uh, you know busted our ass and trained yeah. with the best and you know done what we could, but. Um, and then what, you'd come back and play on the weekends down Absolutely. here? Absolutely, still yeah. play for a while, uh, yeah. you know. And, and are you, by here, are you progressing through, when are you progressing through to first grade? Well, Wong? yeah, well, I, got, I got my first opportunity to go to grade with Wong. We were a pretty, uh, pretty solid outfit. And yeah. uh, under-18s, our uh, coach uh, had a car accident uh, in third grade. And yeah. they asked, asked me to step up to third grade. That was my first opportunity to play grade. I was just 18. And... Um, but lucky enough, we went on and we won the comp. And um, after that year, I progressed up the grades and we won the first grade in 1982. And, you know, it was, it was terrific. I got to play with some great footballers that were, you know, Paul Taylor, come from Cronulla, great footballer, come and captain cases, brought a realm of fucking great footballers and uh, we were able to knock the comp off with one of the best experiences in my life. Okay, so yeah. you're doing all right to get yourself into that thing. Oh, and you're yeah. still a young fella too, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Mate, I was 21 back then, you know, and, and yeah, living the life and playing it hard. It's tough, eh? Tough life, eh? Lucky I had good mates around when you yeah. support me. Mate, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a long time ago, 21. Yeah, oh, That's boy, boy, long. boy. Long time and ago. What? Bloody caught up with women and whatever, they, they slow you down. Oh, <laughs> mate, we've heard about it. Don't worry. <laughs> we've heard. Don't worry about that. So you're, uh, you've won your comp at Wyong in, what's that? Yeah. What are you, 82? 82, 82. Yeah. Yeah. And so you play Wyong again the next year and you take off after 83, that? 84, yeah. yeah. I've done the shoulder in the back end of 84, so I missed a bit of the back end of the season. And, uh, yeah, I've got a job up, up the Hunter Valley. Well. Up, yeah, I'll let you tell us. So there's probably a bit of a story here. It says I've, I've just on just on my notes here. <laughs> um, you left Wyong after the '84 season, and you're up in. There's a big night, and you've ended up at in uh, in the coaching job at Scone. Is that right, or playing in Scone? Sorry. Yeah, I went up to Scone because um, you know they were, they were the number one side up the Hunter Valley, and I thought you know I knew a few people up there, so I had a big front row of like Whippy, so I thought we'd go up and impress them. We've ended up on the piss there on the Friday night uh, with, you know, most of the local blokes and whatever. And uh, lo and behold, they forgot to bring the registration book. It was the only reason we didn't sign with them. You know, <laughs> we've ended up on the drink and had a great night with them. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'd stayed the night. They put me up in the pub and all this. I'm walking down the road the next day and I bumped into a, a bloke that I'd, I'd met a few years earlier and he was a, he was a legend out of Scone. And he said, what are you doing up here? I said, oh, wait, I'll just come up to find the book. Michelle. He said, oh, look, please. He said, just think about it over a week. He said, oh, it looks like I might have the coaching job at Aberdeen. And, mate, I didn't even know where Aberdeen was. Yeah, where the fuck's Aberdeen? <laughs> and Aberdeen's like halfway, halfway between Musselbrook and Scone. So I was living in Musselbrook. <laughs> yeah. So I said, oh, of course, mate. I'll uh, give you every opportunity. And lo and behold, you wouldn't believe it. A week later, he signed up and... I hadn't signed the book and scone and I walked into Aberdeen and said, mate, you wanted me to come, so here I am. And, uh, you know, we signed up. We had a, we, he signed a team of blokes from out of the, all out of the group and with a, with a beautiful smothering of local blokes and we were able to come up with a, a magical side that won the premiership. Mate, you're winning comps everywhere yeah. you go. Oh, everywhere I'm you go. lucky enough to be around some good football. Nah, <laughs> 1985. You're, yeah, so you're, you're in. Uh, tell us about this grand final. 
Tell us. Well, it, it took us a fair struggle to get there. I can tell you, boys, it was a it was a good, hard country rugby league comp. And, uh, you know, Musselbrook were the guns. They'd have been the guns for a fair few years. And uh, we got to uh, we got to play them in, uh, in Aberdeen in the grand final. How it went then was if you won the major semi, you got the grand final at your home oval. And uh, mate, I, I'd never witnessed anything like this in my life. Uh, yeah. You know, as much as Wong had heart and courage, this town had heart and soul. And uh, the, the weekend of the grand final, without any of us players knowing, yeah. uh, they, they had banners and they, they'd actually hung, <laughs> had blokes hanging off, Musselbrook blokes with bodies <laughs> hanging off the lights oh, coming into town. Like it, was, it, was, it was phenomenal. They'd drawn, they'd drawn signs all over the road and everything from Musselbrook to Aberdeen was just black and gold all the way up. It was, it, was just, it was just phenomenal. And uh, anyway, we, we weren't supposed to win Aberdeen. We, we were outsiders and Musselbrook were the short price favourites. But we uh, we went through it and we, we, we won the grand final 4-2. And... Uh, all down to, uh, I was saying earlier, our fullback, uh, Guy McKellar, Shane McKellar's brother, Sir George Boy, or the Fox, mate, had one thing. In, he knew we were the worst attacking side in the comp, but we were the best defensive side. <laughs> so he didn't give a shit. First or second tackle, if we had the ball in our half, he kicked the bastard down to <laughs> their try right. line. And we went up and just hit them and hit exactly, them yeah. and hit them. And, uh, you know. So what's that one try? Just basically one try to a penalty goal. Is that it? No, or two penalty goals to one penalty goal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and that. that's all it was. There was no, no try scored. Do you still have the kicking was. jewels in those days? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 You know, they were, like this bloke from there, so he thought he was a gun too, but the fox could kick it a little bit, <laughs> a little bit further than him. And, you know, uh, luckily we had. Um, uh, uh, this this uh, gap, they took a scrum count, a tackle count one game, yeah. and there was me and two front rowers, and uh, the overside front row got three, I think I got four, the blindside front row got two, the second row got 28, the other second row got 29, the lot got about 30. <laughs> so, so you were doing nothing. <laughs> we didn't have to do too much in defence. These little three nuggets in the back, you just belted the shit out of them all day. Awesome. Yeah. And so, mate, that was their first premiership in, what, 30, 37 years? years. Yeah, that would have been a big... Is it true that... Uh, is it true that you didn't pay for a beer for the next week in town? Oh, Is that right? None of us did. Tell, no, yeah. no, Tell no, us some stories that week, mate. Oh, mate, they, you know, there was three pubs in town back in them days, three yeah. pubs and two clubs, and uh, they just took out the whole top of the commercial hotel. We stayed in there. The uh, you know, Baron and his <laughs> missus just cleared every room in the joint, and they just put us in there, and every day we drank till we dropped, and, <laughs> and there was, uh, you know, everybody would come into town, and the place stayed black and gold for the week and uh, right. it was just amazing and people would just stop in and make sure we, the butchers give us meat <laughs> shop give us pies the, you know the bakery give us you're a rock star mate you are a rock star you're a rock star in those no, days oh fantastic yeah. you can imagine <laughs> how big's like how big's Aberdeen just just as like a in that day like how many people in the town oh geez lucky I thought 8,000 I suppose you know yeah. like a uh, poor old Aberdeen back then, as you can understand, 37 years since they won a cop, they were the easy beats of the yeah. uh, of the of the um, of the competition, and you know since then 
They have absolutely been a, a powerhouse. In, in, Are they still strong today? Still strong today. Oh, you set it up. Yeah, you springboard. Oh, you set it up. And let me tell you, boys, honestly, I can still walk in. I walk into that town. I walk into the pub. I can walk into the shopping centre. People still walk uh, up it's to me. He's, he's not a forgotten hero. No, Take us to Aberdeen. Take us to Aberdeen. And they're not getting any younger. You can understand. <laughs> these people, they just walk up to me. And honestly, old ladies will give me a cuddle and a kiss. And now I'll be around and chat again. And go, mate. You know, they just remember, and they, they remember so solidly. It's just fantastic. And so, mate, after that, you put, went and played in the country championships, is that right? You yeah, I got selected, teams. lucky enough. Got yeah. selected in, uh, in uh, Northern Division, played the country championships up in yeah. Tamworth, and, uh, yeah, was guided by some great footballers. And back in them days, it was pretty political on how you got selected and how you didn't, you know, and, uh, well, the old... Went all right, but didn't get didn't get the country job with it. Yeah, fair enough. Out of the bath, they got it, but anyway. <laughs> so eventually, the uh, the glory of Aberdeen doesn't last forever, but I mean, it's still to this day it does. But you do have to you you move back home and it's about in eighty seven. Um, but I've I've got in my notes here. Uh, there's a, there's a twelve month suspension in here. Back in one more, talk us about that. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, I, I come home in eighty seven to coach my hometown. With, was terrific and uh, really had a good a good footy side behind me and yeah we got rolled in the grand final and uh, that's how life goes and anyway uh, we had a fair few characters and uh, we went on a pretty wild trip away <laughs> up to uh, up to Wingham and um, yeah a uh, couple of things went sideways <laughs> in a few ways and uh, yeah we ended up having to uh, spend most of the oh well, we did we spent the eighty eight side. 88 year on the sideline. Was that a big bunch of years or all of his? Was it? A, uh, it was a... nine out of the 13 of us. <laughs> out of the it was it was 13 of us in total, but the other boys were managers and and so forth. But yeah. uh, and uh, mate, we I still remember front of the judiciary down at the Central <laughs> Coast, and uh, you know, and I, I said to one of my mates, I said, "Let's cop, we'll cop it and just get all the young blokes off it," you know. He said, "Yeah, mate, right, I will do that," and. Uh, my mate stood up and uh, <laughs> I was going, look, you know, I was a captain coach. I'll, I'll cop responsibility. I wasn't even there, the bastards. I was actually sorry <laughs> when they'd done all. But anyway, come long story short, I said, I'll take the rap for it and, you know, let these young blokes off. They need to play footy. And my <laughs> mate got up and said, whatever you do to one of us, you do to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so they suspended the bloody lot of us for a year. So yeah. can you, mate, can you tell us what happened or is oh, it not, can not you give okay? Us a rough, is right, it not idea. okay? Uh, look, as long as okay for the radio as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, 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 we uh, you know, I had my younger brother playing in the side as well. He was my halfback, so yeah. we're quite characters. Oh, you 5'8 then too? No, no. <laughs> of course <laughs> I was. <laughs> And yeah, and so we uh, yeah, so we got along pretty well. We had good mates around us, and but uh, we went to Wingham, and uh, you know we played pretty hard. And we just had one bloke, and I still don't know who it was. He uh, he said a little trait of um, laying a log in your pillowcase, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't find it till you went to bed four o'clock in the next morning. You know, like you can't bend whack, put your head down. Anyway, so <laughs> And started a little bit of rivalry amongst some boys. And, and uh, we thought it was a younger brother. So uh, 
the bottom pub had this big roof out the front, mm. out the front which faced the hole down. So he was blind one day, so we in the morning, so we stripped him off and laid him out on this roof <laughs> at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> seven o'clock in the morning, locked him out there. And uh, there was a uh, bloody kids cubs. <laughs> he's up on the roof jumping up and down in the roar trying to get him to let him down so that photo that photo made the local paper oh. which, which set uh, a pretty bad example for us so. <laughs> they'll do it they'll do it You're taking shits in people's pillowcases oh, yeah, and then yeah. tying someone up naked in front of a kid's <laughs> Yeah, it was, oh. a, it was a it was a very good weekend. Yeah, that'll get you a year. No, yeah, did a year without it. Catch a lifetime today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mate. So, what happens now? You go back, you come back the next year, and you're, you're allowed to play again. Oh, look, we we come back. On the, I'm going to mention we come home on the bus on the <laughs> and we stopped in Karua. You know, we thought we'd you know, just go to the pub and have a beer yeah. or whatever. Before we got off the bus to cop, the little cop I had pulled over and boom, ripped around in front of the bus. You blokes get back on that bus and get out of this town. <laughs> <laughs> you're not yeah, stopping here. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a fall from grace from being a celebrity in town to not being fucking a yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, we sorted out the year of eighty eight. I played bloody rugby of all, all things with a rimba, which was <laughs> Oof, a, the Razorback. Yeah. Oh yeah, mate, yeah, uh, third grade, and yeah, we went a ride too. None of us had ever played rugby at all. None of us had ever played rugby. Either. It was quite a, quite an experience, but we had a great time. Um, and I come back and Captain Case the, the Maulers in eighty nine, and again we got beat by the same side. <laughs> Like you take success everywhere, though. You're uh, playing grand final. I feel like, yeah, it's either it's, yeah. it's grand final or nothing, at least. Like, I've, I've probably played in one grand final ever. Uh, I've done fucking even nothing. I wouldn't even know what a final series yeah. is. <laughs> right, so you step through there, you lose that grand final 1990. You head up the coast, and you've got uh, a couple, Steve, who's a couple of years old, and yep. you just had Chris. Yeah, Chris, right? he was a yeah, new baby, and uh, we decided to have the year off. and Decided to go for a working holiday and uh, end up all the way up at Cairns. And good place, Cairns. Yeah, what a beautiful spot! You know, what a worst, yeah, worst place to end up in there. Yeah, And uh, had a season with the Cairns Ivanos. Yeah, and it was it was just a you know it was a, a holiday, you know holiday working holiday type thing, and they were great blokes. But as I said, mate, we uh, we sailed the first half of the season, so we we're you know I don't want to be we were half half white fellas, half black fellas, I suppose, and. Yeah. We were a pretty, pretty mixed kind of, you know, club, culture club. But we were playing against the Mossmans and the um, Athertons and all the, the different sides around there. And we are giving them a whacking in the first the first round. We are beating them by 40 or 50. I said, geez, how easy is this talk? You know? <laughs> we turned around the second round and they just end up belting the bloody daylights out of us after they got fit. Look, it was oh, just right. a real... The, yeah, the right. little towns out in the bush and that, when they... When they committed themselves to footy and yeah. turned around, they just made the whole change in the whole game. It was just—I'd never witnessed that in any competition in my life. So no, no finals for you up there. No, no finals. Oh, so yeah. you're right. Is that a failure finally? Yeah, no. yeah, finally. we made the semis up in the back. But I think <laughs> you come back the next year and you're back in a premiership team. Yeah, again. yes, yeah. I, I come back to Wong and um, back to where yeah. it all started. That yeah, yeah. Back to Wong and, again. Uh, you know, all my mates. You know, we're all about. 
we're about 30 then. So we'll, you know, 30, 31. And uh, we all said, let's have a big year, year together. And we did. We got together and, uh, yeah, we, we won the comp with Wong. It was phenomenal. We stuck around at Wong for another couple of years. A couple of years. I kept the yeah. coach there for a couple of years. And, uh, yeah, again, Wobby Body could take it. Yeah. I'd play on. And, you know, it was a, a never never went too well in the in the in some years, but it was most of my mates had all retired. And I, I was back to, uh, you know, the new boys and we were trying yeah. to bring up a new era well, in Wong. And I'm not going to lie. It's nice to know that you sucked for a little bit. And you yeah. were fucking winning comps. <laughs> where where yeah. did... Where did the drink like? Well, you oh, you just wanted to play footy kind of thing. Like, oh, you did you ever stop like uh, trying to make it kind of thing? Like, was that yeah, well, professional get... footy wasn't it? Kind of was a lot different back then, I suppose. But uh, no, it was it was opportunity, opportunity, yeah, you know, opportunity knock. You know, you had to make the rep sides to go anywhere, and you had to be in the right places. You know? Yeah, um, you know, Newcastle was a strong comp, <clears throat> Central Coast was a strong comp, but you know the money was all in Sydney, and yeah. unless you were living in the areas where you're going to play. Uh, to make money you know i had to follow work so yeah, work work that's tough chances to where i had to go so and so your final year mate yeah you, you leave you're not up in newcastle anymore you're definitely not on the coast you're down yeah. at blackheath yeah blackheath yeah, <laughs> playing yeah. for the black cats yeah how'd you end up there mate mate again work work took me down to the lithgow area and you want, um, to, you want me to tell you something real surprising though <laughs> Playing for the Black Cats, he ended up in another grand final. Yeah. <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah. Black got beat again, which is crazy. <laughs> so what's your record? What's your grand final record? Oh, that was pretty good while I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> I lost a few when I was older. Oh, yeah. Sure. But yeah, no, uh, you know, it was, it was a terrific game. I'll tell you, some of the games down there, we, uh, one of the most specific games I remember, we played Katoomba. We were playing in Katoomba on a, on a Friday night. And um, we had, a, as you can understand, we had a pretty good side. We're playing them, start sleeting snow. You know, we're, we're doing them by about 40 points. And uh, the referee comes over to me, we're packing into a scrum, and I was all going back then, and he's going, mate, what do you think about calling it off? I said, mate, if they're ready to go to the shed, so we. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go get pissed. Yeah. Let's go to the pub. Yeah, yeah, that was the. Uh, all right, so yeah, we we've talked to you. We had a, a, a like illustrious career. We'll but come back to me. Where where did you thought of think? Okay, maybe I'll, I'm not going to be like a first grader kind of thing. I'm I'm just I'm going to be that guy who's going to the pub and tell about how good I was. You know, yeah. forever to come. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I suppose when when do you when do you see that in your own ability? I <laughs> I think uh, I think when I had to leave Wong and. Um, you know, when I had to go in the bush or when I went up the bush for the work, I thought that was the um, the crunch of not being able to go any further, like in the in the bigger times, um, was um, the opportunities of being able to to uh, make the rep sides and go to Sydney I, I was, I thought, was gone past me. Yeah. Lucky enough, when I was up in the bush, I got to play with Northern Division, I got to, you know, country selections, and which which was great. And I wouldn't have probably done that through Wild. Yeah. Uh, or had the ability to do that through Wong. But uh, after that, there was, um, you know, uh, I'd, I'd seen the wall after 86 and said, look, there's, there's more uh, more to life than just trying to make, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the big time. There's, there's better better than just playing footy and having a good time. Yeah, fair enough. So, Speaking of good times. Yeah, so, mate, something a little bit different for our for our podcast. We, mate, we just wanted, we want you to tell us your best couple of stories. We've got a shit ton of stories of th- good things you've done, horrible things you've done. We've got a lot of, a lot of them. So uh, we just want to hear your best couple of stories, mate. Give, uh, give us a couple of minutes worth of good uh, old buzz uh, stories. 
I don't. Uh, no, there's no. There's no better thing in rugby league than your end of season trip. <laughs> Which one? Ninety percent of us play our year out and do it hard so we can get away for whatever it be. True words never spoken. Literally two days, three days, or ten days at yeah. the end of the season, and that's what we that's what we play for. And uh, you know, as I said, uh, like when I was uh, when I was at Wong, we used to haunt the Gold Coast. We used to give the Gold Coast. <laughs> Bloody hell! I'm telling you, we used to, you know, give it, give it carry, and uh, you know, '82 we went and put ourselves up in uh, one of the big motels, big yellow bloody building at the end of <laughs> end of town. Fantastic, you know, fantastic job, and uh, twenty of us, I suppose. And we had we had one of them, one of us, which I, I could never, and I still don't know who it was today. Um, made a name for himself by. Uh, Skid marking your bath towels <laughs> out of um, was it you? No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was the noise this guy's unnamed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, the bugger was clever enough. He even done his own room, so we couldn't because <laughs> <laughs> it was there was ten rooms and every room got done. So we could have a say, never got done. But you know, like terrific, like the I know it's a. It's not a great thing, but amongst blokes, it was it's not a great, it's a fantastic funniest, thing. It was one of the most funniest things to see who got skidded the next day. <laughs> who, got, who got brought down. Oh, that day. Oh, uh, following that, mate, um, you know, after that, I, I went to the Philippines and Thailand with uh, the Aberdeen boys. I took them. That would, that would have been just a normal, nice, you know, couple of beaches, I'm sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was suntans and <laughs> suntans and cream. And uh, no, it was. <laughs> You can imagine the first year I, I, I was one of the older blokes back then. I took twenty blokes over with me from Aberdeen, <laughs> and we had how old run, are you? How old are you by now? I was twenty six, I suppose. Oh, plenty of time. Oh, yeah, right. twenty six, and uh, mate, we had them range from 18s, 18s right through <laughs> to first graders, and uh, mate, these these were country kids. They'd never been overseas. And, to take them to Sydney to get them on a plane yeah. was a monstrous <laughs> effort. Let alone get the get to go over to the Philippines for 10, uh, 10 days and, you know, return. We, we, had a, we had a bloody ball. You can imagine that these, <laughs> oh, oh, it took, it cost me $2,000 for one bloke driving a moped bike up a one-way street the wrong way. <laughs> you know, like, uh, little 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 things like that just to get us out of trouble, let alone the other trouble that we got into. You would have been having plenty of beers, I'd imagine. Oh, mate, the beers the beers were plenty. You know, it was uh, it was just a very fun time, and yeah. uh, um, that's about all. I've got to say. Yeah. <laughs> what stays, yeah. Oh, mate. So, tell us tell us one more story uh, involving, I guess, the immortal. This is the one we came for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was lucky enough, me and my business partner went away on the 2005 uh, Australian uh, kangaroo tour. And we toured uh, England and France. And that was the Arthur Beaton tour. Yeah. And, uh, you know, went for, uh, I think it was eight weeks, I suppose. It was just a terrific, terrific trip. I'd tell anybody to go on it. But the, the ability to be, to go away with Arthur Beats was, was exceptional in itself. So we never, you know, Arthur didn't hang with us 24-7, but he was there with us a majority of the time. We got we got to know him fairly well. So as you can imagine, we we, we knocked him out with him pretty well. And after that time, we, we, we come home, we stayed mates. And, you know, we had a little knit group that was all uh, hung around together. And 
uh, our Christmas party the following year, we asked Arthur to come up and uh, and have the night with us just down here in, uh, in Kurumbong. And we, uh, we, we had a night out together. And, uh, the big fish in Kurumbong. <laughs> and it was, you can imagine the local people and everything, monstrous to see Arthur yeah. Beetson come to town and the, and the people who worked with us and everything, I thought it was bloody great. But uh, old Artie, Artie was Artie and... Uh, we knew um, we knew when we were away with him if he if he was on his uh, if he was on the the bourbon straight or on the <laughs> on the ice you just didn't go near him but, you know you just give him plenty of plenty of room and and vacate the space around him but anyway lo and behold our uh, our Christmas party and uh, only had a few and these blokes that you know we had a group of about six of us and you know a few blokes older than us and one of them was a real good shit stirrer. And he always gets shit stir Artie up about his girlfriend. And <laughs> and uh, this 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 night he's he's out dancing with Artie's girlfriend on the dance floor, carrying on, and, and we're we're all laughing and carrying on and doing Artie up as much as we could. And lo and behold, about ten o'clock, I'm going over and sat on his lap and said, "Have we had enough of <laughs> <laughs> giving it to your missus over there?" And I tell you, I never saw it coming. I never saw this. All I saw was this big black. <laughs> black bloody fist coming at me and I mean it was just black because it was as bigger than the head <laughs> he belted me a pair on the nose I was on his knee he's dropped me off his knee I've slid across the floor I'm telling you <laughs> 10 feet I slid across the floor and landed under a table <laughs> and not that it you know, had a bit of a bleak nose but the shock of it was just, <laughs> it was just amazing but mate I can never forget the size of this thing. I thought the earth was finishing. <laughs> uh, All right. So it's like we're coming, coming sort of towards the end of the What we like to ask is uh, for the kids who are listening out there who, who are not yet forgotten and what what kind of, a, you know, in, in your best qualified advice. I'm not sure how qualified he is. Yeah. As a man with what? Three, is that three wives now? Three wives. Three yep, wives. Yep, yep. Like all good footy players. Like all good footy players. <laughs> But what's uh what's your piece of advice for the kids today who aren't who are little heroes getting around today who aren't forgotten like yourself? Oh look, mate, you know, the best advice is uh, you know, give it your best shot. You know, give it your best shot and keep your heart in your heart in control. Like um uh, I don't think there's anything better in life than honestly going as hard as you can at it and getting out of it what you want. And if it's not going the right way, just pull out of it and change it, change your direction. You know, honestly, you know, that's that's the best advice I've been offer. Listen to the mentors, listen to what they've got to say and, and follow their lead. Mate. Well, maybe Princey should have listened to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> mate, what a, uh, what a good story. Thanks for, thanks for sharing your story with us, mate. We appreciate it. It's been... Um, Something different for us. That's Spectacular. Sure. I'm glad you've been able to spend the time with me. It's uh, uh, I really feel privileged that you even want to even talk to me. Well, I tell you, as long as you take us for a night in Aberdeen, we yeah. don't have to pay <laughs> for a single beer. <laughs> but I think it's time we go have a uh, go have a few more beers out out in the nice big property you got here, mate. We'll go spend a few more hours together. Yeah. That'll be good to be. Happy days. Thanks, mate. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers. Another week, another podcast. And I'll tell you what, mate, 
Really enjoyed that one. What a, mate, what a good story. Maybe maybe my favorite story yet. Complete change of pace, but I'll tell you what. Something, like, uh, yeah. Footy, it just makes me play footy back in the 70s. Oh, mate, take us back to Aberdeen, back to the park. So yeah, Aberdeen, yeah. The, uh, the, I think I was saying earlier, the one thing I, I did find a bit interesting, that was taking advice from a guy with, yeah, what, three wives, four kids, probably more out there. Some say he's done it the right way. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know, but... That's it for a uh, for another week. Like we same as last week, we're still on the lookout for a few more guests. So if you know any any forgotten heroes who have a good story to tell, uh, get in touch and we'll we'll get them up on the podcast. We'll see you guys next week.